is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> The army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Germans, forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? <laughs> This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live at Five. Sorry, sorry. Just get carried away there every now and then. I get carried away a lot. And it's only Monday. It's almost the end of January. And uh, this is the Live at Five show. This is when we actually go local for an hour, just like we did at the noon hour. And Jeff was back today. What are you doing? Getting complaints about me instantly, right when I got on the air. Mentioned um, how, what the uh, the Enthus were talking about today on The View. I, I, I don't know if I have that uh, linked up to my computer right now, but I, at least I can explain how they were. Just, uh, wow. Vitriol. What's that word that uh, Charles Payne used the other day three times? Woo, boy. That Anna Navarro. Welcome to the show. Every time I say that, I want to go into that song. Welcome to the show. What's the name of the band? I can't remember the name of that band. Lefty will know. Soul Oz. And many others, of course. Uh, all right. So I just want to see if I, if I have that up here. But anyway, I can paraphrase. I don't want to piss you off. You know what? Because I've been talking to various people that are in the, you know, the conservative circles, or at least pro-Trump and anti-everything else. And by that, I mean anti-what's happening in the world. And um, like my friend Liz, I wanted her to call up the other day after the verdict of, uh, G- of uh, what's her name, Carol there, who sued the president for $83 million, shows up with a dress that, sh- that she bought after the alleged event, admits it wasn't sexual, but somehow or other she walks away with $83 million, or, or at least on, you know, at this point, that, you know, that's going to be knocked down if she gets anything. I know there's $5 million in escrow, whatever that means. It's, amount, it's, it's just unreal. So I, Liz, of course, worked for Miss Carol at one point to, at some capacity back in the 90s. And uh, she's nuts. And whenever you see videos of her uh, out in her, 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 her cot, she has a cabin in the middle of nowhere. And just, just, just to think, all the other accusations about other politicians, including the current president and his aide, I believe her name was Tara Reid, and so many others. And somehow or other, this one sticks, $83 million, with virtually no evidence. But now, Carol's on there with her attorney on some talk show. It looks like it was in, in New York City. And she is purposely going to take the money and give it towards um, benefactors that Donald Trump absolutely dis- hates. And I believe that was uh, Abuse Women Center. <laughs> so just to add insult to injury. But my, here's my point. Again, people say, Glenn, why do you watch that? Why do you watch that stuff? I, I, th- I think they are really the voices of so, so many people, not just women, 
educated women, particularly suburban East Coast, bicoastal women, a lot of men who admit that if Joe Biden was dead, they'd still vote for him over Donald Trump. And, you know, you could hate people. You can really go out of your way to, you know, dislike your boss or your neighbor or someone in your family, whatever. But I've never, ever, ever understood the level of hatred that we see and hear each and every day against former President Donald Trump. And it just, it, 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 it really, you know, it gets to the point where it really gets me. And I think it depresses people like my friend Liz. She doesn't want to talk about politics anymore. And I said, why is that? But I don't want to argue with it because she can say, shut the hell up, Glenn. I said, why is that? She said, because they're winning. And that said it all. That's, that's, I shut up at that point. And I've said that, I don't know how many times, right here or in my head. You know, it's, oh, Donald Trump's ahead by eight points. So is, so is Nikki Haley. I mean, and it doesn't really matter. It, it's, it's, uh, it just seems like it all adds up against us. So that said, I wanted to open up today's show by saying, look, if you feel like Glenn Curry does, down and out, long, long uh, short days, you know, gray skies, and you wonder if they're ever going to clear up politically and culturally, and boy, I tell you what, one thing you should not do is watch Fox News. And you know what else you shouldn't do? You shouldn't listen to AM 1240. And you know what else you shouldn't do? You shouldn't listen to a, a virtually any other Republican AM radio station. And there's one across town, but don't tell Jim. Because those guys are just espousing the same stuff. You know, if you listen to uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Sandy Hook there <coughs> from Texas, you know, the one thing I have to say, the country's gone to crap. And you listen to this guy, and then you turn it to another person later on in the day. Ben Shapiro says, our country is fundamentally changing. Then you change it at night. You listen to the great one, Mark Levin. This country is falling apart. And then, of course, you listen to a Sean Hannity prior to this show. It seems as if this, this country isn't what it used to be. What say you? So it's the same thing. Hugh Hewitt is a little different. He's the Stephen King of conservatives. He actually looks like him. And he has some positive answers to it. Chris Plant is, is always throwing in references to, uh, you know, movies like Glenn Curry does, like Animal House references and so forth. He's funny, but again, depressing. So I wonder, does this get any better or does it, does it get worse? And more and more every day you hear more and more of the possibility of Michelle Obama running for president. And, if, and again, in the back of my head, if, if, even if she says I'm in like 20 percent, if she puts her, her, her big left toe in the water, just to, you know, that, that to me is she's already won. It's a shame where we are. And then they interviewed her recently. And again, the only thing on Michelle Obama's mind is, uh, is indifference, inequality, uh, and not, not enough respect for the working class women. I'm like, oh, my God, look at all the problems we have right now. And you're still on the same subject. We have to be able to control our bodies. Healthcare is very important to us. If we have an unwanted pregnancy, we got to take care of it right away. That's health care. boy. Anyway. Uh, I did, and by the way, I want to thank our friends over there at News Junkie, spell the big fat Z.com. Uh, sometimes I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go on News Junkie and I'll say, oh, there's my, I didn't wear that shirt today. You know, one of the, one of those things. And they're very accurate as far as which show is which. So I wore like this, uh, I don't know, some funky colored shirt on Friday, but I noticed the shirt that was posted on Friday or Saturday was a different shirt. This is my Columbo on me. Sir, I, I'm sorry, but I, I think you were wearing a different shirt. So I was wearing a checkered brown shirt. And I'm listening to it. I said, oh, this is Thursday's show. It's, it's kind of interesting to me to hear myself 
uh, talk. You know, I, I don't want to get enamored with myself. I don't want to give you the wrong idea. But anyway, I was listening to it. I'm like, wow, this wasn't Friday. This was Thursday. So within the context, uh, I was saying a couple of things about a restaurant on Public Square and why the adjoining deck uh, wasn't with it, uh, included rather with the last owner. Well, apparently, again, I, I, I was you know, given a more accurate depiction of that, and that happens. Uh, the last owner didn't want it. So that's why I wasn't part of it. And um, so that was her prerogative. But now there's, there's a new regime moving in there, uh, whether or not that, that is also part of uh, what was Spokes uh, when it opens up. I believe this March, we'll have to see. But that was the reason. So I wanted to clear that up. But the main thrust of that video was me talking about downtown. And uh, that's when I met uh, this young man by the name of uh, Joseph Foy, who uh, was the president of uh, Harmony. It's a non-for-profit. And uh, he, had a, he had a dream. And, you know, now it's, it's happening in front of his eyes. He wanted, a, a, you know, like some type of arts center uh, for people to perform and actually at the same time learn so within the acquisition of the old Strand Theater and whether or not it was going to happen or not, because it's an over 120-year-old building, needs a lot of work, well then, alas, wouldn't you believe uh, that uh, neighbors of Watertown come through? Their office is right down the block, literally. That's Reg Schweitzer. And in addition to that, the Community Foundation, they came through with some philanthropic money. And then on top of that, JCC said, hey, we need an we need off-campus learning center too, wh- where you can you know, learn business, and uh, have your own storefront. That's the way I understand it, at least. So that was the gist of that uh, discussion that I had on Thursday. And it all talked about how all, you know, there's so many good things happening in downtown. And when I say that, uh, I'm not just talking about, obviously, what Reggie's doing with JCC and the Community Foundation, or for that matter, uh, young Joe uh, Foy there with Harmony. But it's all coming into play. That's why when I started doing the downtown news reports almost a year ago now, uh, I couldn't have picked a better year to do it. And, uh, you know, despite the fact that, yeah, it looks like uh, Michelle Obama is going to be our president or somebody as bad, if not worse, Joe Biden. Um, you know, at least things are really progressing in Watertown. And old buildings that, like I said the other day, were uh, on the, you know, at least considered on the, uh, what are they called? The, uh, the, they were going to be gray, raised as a parking lot, that one section there in Lower Franklin Street. That's all part of this complex. And once it happens, once it's all put together, you see it happened before. Remember the YWCA, how, how crappy that place looked? Empty, radiators in the middle of the room, dust everywhere. Uh, it's one of the more premier buildings in Jefferson County. They, they redid it, I guess, around 10, 12, 13 years ago. And the same thing with the, uh, with the Lincoln Building. When Brian Murray and his crew went in there about 15, 16 years ago, that place was a mess. Part of it was literally falling down in the back there. Saved. Another building saved. So these buildings on Lower uh, Franklin Street, which really needed a lot of attention, and I'm talking about the buildings across from the Commerce Building where Channel 45 is, it needed a lot of attention, and it got it. Another building, Commerce Building. I remember that was that needed some work. I mean, not as much as others, but it's, it, it looks fantastic, especially with the awnings and the new glass and the new lights. Uh, that bounce up from the street, uh, from the uh, from the wall on both sides. So you know there is there is optimism. I mean, not who could forget, of course, Jake Johnson, who just won an award, some business award. It's on News Junk. Uh, I saw it on News Junk. I saw it on Facebook. So a lot of young blood happen- going on. And by the way, um, there's going to be an outdoor patio built on one of the uh, structures uh, next to the Strand, where you can enter from the second floor. I, that, 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 that dynamic in itself is something I never, never imagined 
would ever have. And now we have outdoor cafes. You got Vanette's place there at Empire Square. Eventually, Spokes will open up again under a different name. But an outdoor cafe on a, on, on a wide sidewalk like that is just, is just very, very, very nice. 755-1240 is the number. 755-1240. So when I came in to speak with Jeff Graham today, I said, look, you're a big fan of, of, of Congresswoman Elise Stefanik. And of course he is. And I, I said, boy, if, if anyone, if anyone saw the, the view today, how, how they just tore our, our, uh, our neighboring congresswoman and former congresswoman of Jefferson County. And there's some speculation once Albany re, uh, reconfigures the, uh, uh, the, the districts again for the, for the congressional districts, uh, that it would also include, uh, once again, Elise Stefanik would take over all of Jefferson County and a good part, if not all of Oswego County. That's the speculation. And by the way, I heard that from someone who's actually running for Congress on the on the uh, Republican ticket. And if I'm not mistaken, although I don't have I, I don't know if it's on my phone right now, we will be speaking uh, with Mario Frado, I, I believe tomorrow, if not tomorrow on Thursday, but I know we're talking to him this week. So I could be transparent. It was Mario who told me that he's he, you know, he's he, he knows more about it than I do. But anyway, the, the, the Yent is on the view, which is tearing her apart. And at one point, Annie Navarra. And this is not the first time you've heard this. I uh, said uh, Trump supporters are, are cult followers. They're part of a cult. And that's such an easy thing to say. And, and, and uh, uh, Farrah Abraham, whatever her name is, the girl on the right there, who is allegedly a Republican, uh, she actually stood up for us. She said, you're saying 40-plus million people are part of a cult? And I yelled that. No, it's 50-plus million people, lady. 50-plus. But thanks for helping us out here, you Republican, allegedly. And it's and, and by the way, Joy Behar was not on the dais. If she was, it would have been worse. But it's unreal. But, you know, the reason why it stands out for me is because if someone is talking about someone that you know or represents your district, how, how many years did we have someone like John McHugh here, a good guy, don't get me wrong, but he never ruffled any, anyone's feathers. He never stood out at any given time. He wasn't, you know, at one point he was part of the Obama uh, administration when he was the president, or check that, uh, what was he? he was the uh, head of the army, or the secretary of the army, which which was a great denomination, and that opened the doors to uh, a congresswoman. Uh, ch- ch- check that, Congressman Owens, who was the first Democrat to rule this uh, this this district in many many years. But nonetheless, he got that role. But he, I I think John was happy with where he was, and I think John uh, McHugh was in a part of a time when if you represented a smaller rural market. That that's that was your level of participation, whereas Congresswoman Elise Stefanik is a completely different ball of ball of wax altogether. She's very very aggressive, and yes, at, at one point we said she's not a Trump person, and that she's a Paul Ryan protege, and she worked for the George Bush George W. Bush administration, and that I would never have any any inkling to to believe that Elise Stefanik would have anything to do with Donald Trump. But Donald Trump came up here to Fort Drum. Uh, at that point, they were making a big, big announcement about increasing uh, salaries in the, uh, in the Army. And that was about four or five, maybe five, six years ago. And from that point going forward, I don't have any inside information, but obviously uh, something happened there. And uh, the president took a liking to Congresswoman Stefanik at that point, and it's been different ever since. So she, with or without Donald Trump, she was going to be she was going to rattle some some cages. She wasn't just going to be a representative from the 21st or the 24th or whatever she's representing these days. She was going to do more. 
But boy, she's getting noticed, that's for sure, because uh, the, the crew at The View just despise her. And it's very, very sad to see. 755-124-TAE. Anybody out there? Should I sing some uh, Pink Floyd songs for you or whatever? Is anybody out there? Give me a shout. We'd like to know what's going uh, ha- happening in your, in your world. Uh, so anyway, the football games are all set up for the uh, Super Bowl. If you heard the news at the top of the hours, uh, there are, the airlines are actually naming something to do with some cryptic way of, of uh, coming up with, with uh, flights to the Super Bowl, which is in Las Vegas this year. And they're associating it with both uh, Kelsey and Taylor Swift. So I don't know if it's Swifty, Kelsey Airlines, or whatever it is. But I think we're really getting out of hand here. But nonetheless, in two weeks, or less than two weeks, it's going to be the Kansas City Chiefs over the, the San Francisco 49ers. And this is going to be like an old-school 80s F, uh, uh, Super Bowl. And that sounds like, well, that sounds like a great Super Bowl. In reality, it's not. It's going to be a blowout. The NFC is not the league. The fact that uh, Todd Bowles got as far as he did in the playoffs representing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers without Tom Brady uh, shows me that eh, this, this, this. And who could forget the Ravens beat the crap out of the San Francisco 49ers back in December at San Francisco. So, so many things. Let, and, and again, it's obvious that the, regardless of having to go on the road this year for the first time ever, uh, Patrick Mahomes is at the top of his game. Say what you want about Kelsey. He's really good. And there's a lot of other players on that team that really are. This is, this is a big, big team. And they will destroy the San Francisco 49ers. My, my prediction is. Go to the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, Mr. Curry. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, John. I just want to see, how do you like the Snowtown service uh, with the candlelight thing and the skiers at the dry hill? Thank you very much. Were you there, John? No, I wanted to get up there, and my girlfriend didn't want to go or something. She's, like, pajamaed and, like, tired. She got up early and stuff. <laughs> it was great. You know, you'll have that. I'm so glad you brought it up because, you know, I sit here. There's so many things i got to talk about. Football, what I saw here, there, everywhere, my own personal experience. Friday night, and thanks for bringing it up, John. I went to the opening ceremonies to Snowtown, USA, 2024. Uh, and uh, thanks to Jamie for giving me the invite. Uh, Boo uh, runs the uh, um, Dry Hill, of course. And uh, I missed the ceremony when the skiers came down in the S-curve with flares. I do have video of it. Someone uh, did that for me. Uh, so, And I, re- I ran into uh, Fred Currier up there. A couple people from Channel 7 were up there. First time, I tell you what, that's the first time I've been to Dry Hill in probably 15 years, John. And um, I, it's a great place. I forget about it because I'm not a skier, but uh, you know, just going, sitting, watching all the people sitting around the campfire in that big lounge, it's a, it's a it's a piece of Alpine, uh, you know, Switzerland, right, right on the hill. And by the way, do you ski, do you ski at all, John? Do you ski? I used to snowboard a lot. My mom got me and my brother. I'm almost fifty. Yeah. We got us snowboards when we were fourteen. Wow. And my brother didn't even have his driver's license yet. I still have my one that my mother got me, and she used to give us season passes. And we used to go up there. I'm talking three, four times a week back when we had more snow than this year. This just been a mild year, yeah. which I don't miss the shoveling and things. But right, right. I do because I still actually I shovel part of my neighbor's. Uh, Walkway the other day, I felt like a, a million dollars. Hey, look what I did! Oh, 
my goodness gracious, give me a biscuit, will you? I'm like a dolphin. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I, that was a great ceremony, and, and it was a lot of people. Did they have the fireworks, Glenn? Yes, they had, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because they had the fireworks. It was a low ceiling because, you know, we're already on top of a hill, and so they shot the fireworks up into the sky about, you know, a thousand feet or so or more, some less, and it lit up the sky in this, this really weird glow. And I said, wow, this is what uh, World War III is going to look like after Election Day. So I said, well, this is great. This is really good stuff. Now I know what to expect before I'm vaporized. And it gave a really cool effect, John. Uh, and, and it really added to it. So, But, you know, it was a good time had by all. It would have been good. I wish she would have came. She's down from Syracuse area. Yeah. You know, she's with me now, but she's not from around here. We did go up to Dry Hill last Sunday just to look around. It was packed. It was when we got some real good snow. A look around. Sorry, I'm triggered. But here's the thing. One thing I noticed about Dry Hill is that I'm the worst skier and skater in the world. And I have to ask the question. I know people love going to, like, you know, Turin, which is bigger. Well, uh, Glenn, you could take the tube. You could go Yeah, tubing. you could go tube. They got a tube left. Now, here's, I know, and I saw it. And here's the thing, John, and I, I just want to be straight with you. Even You know, I see water parks, and I, and I heard about that 14-year-old kid that, you know, basically got decapitated in Minnesota in one of those water parks like seven, eight years ago because of a defect. I, I, see, I see things, and I just know that – I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm the guy that's going to fall. You're going to get stuck on a ride. I'm going to get stuck on a ride, or I'm going to go down weird. Let me share a story with you. You know those centrifuges where it's not the one where you, where you, where you stand up. It's one where you're, you spin around, and you're like, you kind of go into a hole. Have you ever been on one of those, John? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the one where you stand up, they used to call it the roundup. Right, and stuff. not, they not have that. that Mark Carmel and things. Not the that. The other one, I, I do know what you mean, too. It's a different scenario because it kind of sinks in, into the hole. And so, anyway, I'm on that. I'm, this is at the Big E. I used to live in Hartford. We went up to Massachusetts, uh, wherever, and they have their own version of their, in, somewhere in Springfield, Massachusetts. And I went in there and I'm spinning around. I f- swear to God, I felt like a James Bond movie where I was going to, fo- I was going to go into the abyss, the bottom. I could see the lights. And meanwhile, I could see everyone else above me. But m- for some reason or other, John, my, I had the worst wedgie of my life. I was wearing shorts. You got some G forces on you, like, um, Spies like us. Right. Except I was sinking. You well, come out of there and the guy goes, I need a cup of coffee. I know. Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd. Terrible movie, by the way, John. I'm sorry you brought it up. But nonetheless. The ending was terrible. <laughs> I know. But here's my point, and then I gotta get going because it's the bottom of the hour. Okay. So here, I, I, I got, I, I the, the people that were in it were, it were creating antics. They were, they were doing stuff. They were throwing whatever it was, and they stopped the machine. They stopped it, John. And I, and I swear, everyone was so bummed out. And the guy says, "Oh, you guys are creating havoc. I gotta stop the machine. I told you not to do that." And everyone's like, "Oh man, that sucks." And I think I shook his hand when I left. He saved my life, John. I don't know what it is. That's good. Who got the wedgie out for you, Glenn? Uh, well, I would say I did. Uh, yeah, I, did. I, I know. It's a joke. Yeah, right. But thank you, John, for bringing that up, too. Have a good All right, thanks. I appreciate it. So, yeah, I'm not good at that. And then I see these other slides where, you know, it kind of it looks like a potato chip slide, and you go on like a little blanket like you're, like you're Aladdin or something. And then I see people, like, hopping over it like, like, like rocks over a stream. I'm like, who designed this? Who would send a three-year-old down this thing? going to break your head. So that's why I don't go, I don't ski, I don't skate, 
I tried to do a skateboard years ago like Gene Kelly and almost broke my coccyx bone. Just, I just wasn't meant for that. I was meant to walk on 10 toes and two feet. That's it. And you know what? I'm pretty good at it, too. All right, I got to do a break. Uh, you're listening to the Live 5 show. It's already 531. We'll be back right after this. Hey, it's your old friend Brad Charlton here at FX Caparakia. And around 5, fight start at 6. That's, that sounds like a really good event right there. Uh, well, someone's on the line. I was going to cover a couple of things on News Junkie. We'll get to that in a little bit. Hi, you're on the air. What? Ben, Dallas. That's it, it's, uh, Dry Hill. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Boo Wells and uh, Pat have done an awesome job at uh, uh, moving things along over there. Yeah. You know, they, got a, they, got, they initiated a program with the area schools, regional schools, mm-hmm. to get the young kids to uh, get outside and learn a learn a sport whether it's snow um, uh, snowboarding or skiing mm-hmm. they uh, they've got a good program going with uh, fort drum soldiers to um, help them out mm-hmm. and um, the ceremony the other night uh, I, I would agree with you it was really neat seeing those fireworks go up into the fog and uh, the light would be diffused through yeah the, it was nice so you were there then you were there yeah, it was unreal. Uh, it was, and, and uh, <clears throat> the uh, flares coming down with the skiers for the opening ceremony right. with, the, with the flares. And mm-hmm. All the lights were off, and just the flares out. Uh, Beautiful. It was a, yeah, it was really, uh, it was really neat. But I, my, uh, I take my hat off to what Boo and uh, uh, Pat have done over there to, uh, you know, improve the place and keep things moving. And they, Mother Nature didn't deal with them. No, well. that's always a variable for them. Yes. Um, but they've done an awesome job in spite of it all. So yes, yeah, and I, I was glad you were able to get over to see the fireworks, even though you didn't get the the uh, the uh, flares. Yeah, I didn't a, see the flares, but I did, and I did appreciate you know how the kids were you know were operating the place, Boo and her grandchildren, and a lot of other young kids. We're talking kids between 15 and 21 are running that place. They really are, and um, you know I, I'm 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 happy that Boo obviously takes it seriously. And, um, yeah. and she's a tight, she's and, a know, sharp that, operator. That place, little as it is, has produced some great skiers over the years, uh, and uh, ski patrollers and and skiers. And I, I know a couple uh, skiers personally that have gone on into the ski industry and have done really? very very well and are high placed in the in the ski industry. So and it all started right there at uh, at Dry Hill. So we're, we're very lucky to have that as a resource. We are. You know, a small city like Watertown to mm-hmm. have a resource like that for the, for the family is a, is a tremendous... Uh, I agree. A, a, a tremendous resource. Mm-hmm. Okay, keep up the good work there, 199. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it as always. Yes. Uh, Boo Wells. Not to be confused with Boo Radley. <clears throat> I'm sorry. When I hear Boo, I have to think of Boo Radley. Uh, all right, so uh, not... not, not I'm, that's just Glenn Curry, so don't look into that. All right, so I'm trying to find the article. Um, by the way, Brad Pitt's 60 years old. And Tom Cruise is 61. So I'm in good company. What can I tell you? I th- actually, I thought Brad Pitt was, was in his early 50s, but you know, he's just a year younger than I am. I can't find this. But anyway, uh, Carol, who just... Allegedly, will win eighty-three million dollars. Is and I just had it in front of me. Is planning on 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 giving the money directly to 
resources that uh, Donald Trump absolutely hates. And we know that's not true, by the way, uh, t- towards uh, organizations that help uh, abused women. So it's on news, Jakey. I, 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 I scroll down and whatever, can't find it. Oh, man, doesn't that suck? And then the big concern is, will t- t- uh, Taylor Swift have uh, the ability to actually be at the Super Bowl when, in fact, she'll have to be in Tokyo the day before? Everyone is so worried. Who cares about the 1,200 people who died on October 7th? They had it coming to them from the river to the sea. What's Taylor Swift going to do? Jeepers creepers. Hi, I'm being facetious, by the way. Hi, you're in the air. What's going on, Glenn? It's uh, Tim the Enchanter. Hey, listen, so I have a small little issue. Yeah. Here you got Neighbors of Watertown, right? Yeah. Nonprofit organization, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got Mogul Buck to go by the strand, mm-hmm. redo it all, mm-hmm. and rent it out. And mm-hmm. here they're a nonprofit mm-hmm. with no taxes being paid on the place. Yeah, I see what you I see what you're saying, but can I just can I present this to you though, Tim the Enchanter? What if we didn't have a Neighbors of Watertown? What if we didn't have the Community Foundation? What if we What if we didn't have grant money coming from any funnel, including JCC? What would happen to a row of buildings in Lower Courts, uh, Franklin Street, if we didn't have those resources? Well, listen, this is not a nonprofit. They're making profit. Oh, okay. Probably, yeah, sure. They have people to pay, but they're doing a job. Right. Well, of... they're not. They got more than people to pay. They're making mega bucks, okay? Mm. And some of their facilities, they're not putting a dime into, Glenn. And I know for a fact some of the facilities that they own, the heat wasn't even turned on in the common area. But the elderly people, they had to wear their coats to socialize, mm. okay? Now, that's a sad state of affair where you can go fork out millions, but you can't turn the heat on for the elderly until somebody bitches and complains about it, okay? Right. All right? Now, Mr. Schweitzer there, he should be on top of that stuff or his other complexes instead of ignore the brand-new thing that's on the table. Don't forget about the other things that you own and the elderly people that still want to be able to have a certain life to be able to live, to socialize. That's my complaint right there. Okay. I understand. Yeah. All right, thank you, bro. All right, thanks, thank Tim. I, and again, uh, I, I'm, I mean, I, I know non-for-profit. Jeff talks about non-for-profits all the time. I have business people that pay a lot of taxes in this town, a lot of upgrades, a lot of fees, and uh, they, they don't have non-for-profit status. So there's that argument right there, and there's a lot more to it. We can get into the weeds about that. But here's a question. And again, Enchanted Tim the Enchanter has some concerns and he's an insider, so hopefully those are addressed. But uh, Gary Beasley used to run Neighbors of Watertown. He's one of the first people that I actually knew as a downtown developer. And I knew later on, you know, you had Kuhn and Associates. You had other guys, people from New York City that came up here that, that used to own the, uh, the Lincoln Building that were, you know, essentially out-of-town owners, out-of-town, out-of-state landlords. How often have you heard that? Where as long as the check cleared, they didn't care what the place looked like, whether or not it had a leak, whichever. But Gary did a tremendous job, passed the torch on to RJ. And uh, it's not just downtown buildings, a lot of homes. There's a house near me that was falling apart. So whether or not there's some question to whether non-for-profits can make a profit, 
and, and not be held to the same standards as other people. And there's a strong argument there. At the end of the day, when a 100-plus-year-old building goes another year or two or five or ten years without any type of, of uh, capital improvement, it, it will cost you at least another it's, – it's, it's all relative. It will cost you another $10,000, $15,000 per, I don't know, 1,000 square feet to fix it. I don't know what the formula is. But the more you let a building sit, the moment a building goes dormant for one day, it starts to deteriorate. It's, weird. it's the weirdest thing. A house goes uninhabited on Academy Street for, for three months, and all then right away, you'll, it's not just the grass. It's something to be said about a building that needs function, that needs people, that needs to expand and contract with an open door every now and then, with the heater coming on, with water going through the pipes. It's amazing. It, it truly is. The moment that stops, it falls apart. So non-for-profit or profit, whichever, it's happening. It's making a difference. And there's scores and scores of buildings out there, not to mention uh, private investments, too, from, from Jake. You got, you got uh, Query down there on, on lower court. I always screw up his last name. I always promise myself I'm going to do an interview about what he's doing behind uh, Steve's place and Steve Bradley, of course. But all of it, at least at this point, is working because Franklin Street was a mess. That whole block of buildings was a mess. Even when the Strand was open, still needed a lot of work. So I was in there the other day. I mean, the reinforcement, the wood, the, the beams, the new roof. The roof was new, but they reinforced that too. I don't know what the dollar amount is. It's none of my business. I'm going to say at least $3 million is going into that project. But based on Biden's administration, $3 million three years ago was about $12 million. Now, someone was telling me the other day there was a project that that was on Public Square that prior to uh, COVID, it was $3.5 million. Now the guesstimate for it is over seven. Can you imagine that? From $3.5 million to over $7 million in, in four, four years. That's wood, that's labor, that's all types of stuff. That's where we are. I know, I, I, again, I talk to businesses all the time, car business, a little sluggish right now. And it doesn't surprise me. Um, again, I, I push cars myself. I love cars. I'd like to have a new car in my driveway every three and a half years. I really would. But how in the world can you justify the cost of, of $800, $900, in some cases over $1,000 for a monthly payment? On a car that, that loses its value the moment you, you sign the dotted line. I sound like Paulie from Godfather. In small bills, it's a lot of money. And you're paying more for a car than you are on your own rent or equal to? And then on top of that, I saw something last week. I think I stated, I think I mentioned this before. I said, yeah, I got turned down uh, for, uh, I, I, I got turned down for a, uh, a, 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 what was it, a $2,000 a month mortgage but I can still continue paying $2,000 a month for rent. It, it doesn't make any sense. Now I'm seeing more and more kids. You know, no wonder kids want, you know, want to destroy the world. You know, you know, Trump's bad. You know, oh, let's be pro-Hamas. So let's not look at the video. There's no evidence of what happened on October 7th. None whatsoever. From the river to the sea, the ignorance is so, out, it's so outrageous. But I could see the level of animosity towards the older generation because, oh, you had it a lot easier. Well, there is some merit to that. I was talking to my wife the other day when we met at an apartment complex in uh, 1999, right on Washington Street. 
We were both renting uh, apartments in that building. It's still there. It's beautiful. Jake Johnson took it over. It's better than ever. And at the time, the Sturts family owned it and was in very, very good shape. It was an excellent building, built in 1880. And believe it or not, a doctor lived in there with his family. And they had, uh, wait- or they had quarters for the waiter. It looked like something from, from the Gilded Age, which, of course, Watertown really represented well. So anyway, my rent was somewhere in the area of like $285 a month. Three, let's just say 300 bucks. That's 1999. Granted, it was a one-room apartment, ground floor, had my own parking space. Utilities, I think, were paid for, but it didn't really matter. It was a small place. Sharon had a bigger apartment upstairs. Miss Sturtz liked her, so she charged her very little, 350 bucks. So we had two apartments. One had one bedroom. One had two bedrooms. Collectively, they were less than $700. Good luck finding a two-bedroom apartment, or for that matter, one-bedroom apartment for less than $900 in Watertown these days. And that's not a knock. Things changed. That was 1999, by the way. That was a quarter of a century ago. But it's funny how, boy, you put a lot of money into rent in a place like Watertown. Could just, just imagine what it is in Westchester, in New York, and you hear this, three, four, sometimes $5,000 for some kid that just got out of Princeton that's living in a box somewhere in the Upper West Side. And he's liking it. So this was a great deal. And yet that same kid can't get a mortgage. That doesn't add up. It really doesn't add up. 755-1240 is the number. You can afford... $25,000, a month to, 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 to rent something on the third floor without an elevator that's not giving you absolutely any equity whatsoever. <clears throat> but you can tell your friends, I live in New York City. I'm better than you. I did better on my SATs. You're an idiot. Look at me. <clears throat> Whereas all that money that could be going into a, some type of condominium or mortgage, you know, buy a place in Brooklyn and fix it up. Just you know, put a gun on your waist. Just you know, be a man or something. Do something. But $3,000 for rent? What are you nuts? There's someone going around, you know, uh, doing, you know, some, some uh, influencer saying, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a photographer. Oh, yeah, where do you live? I live right here. How much do you spend every month? Oh, $3,500. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good? What are you nuts? Have you ever watched The Odd Couple? Tony Rand, Felix Unger was a photographer. He couldn't f- afford $3,500 rent a month. That's why he had to live with Oscar. What's happened to the world, folks? All right, I got to do a break. You're listening to the Live at Five show, and I think I got something up here. Yes, I do. Of course we do. This is the third and final break of the hour. It's 11 minutes before 6. We'll be back. Hey there, Northern New York. Get ready for a ride of a Sorry about that. I just goofed. Anyway, here we're back. It's 10 minutes before the hour. 755-1240. 755-1240 is the number. We've got 10 minutes left. We could squeeze in at least maybe two phone calls here. Of course, if it's some people, then we'll have to extend the show through tomorrow morning. So someone heard my conversation earlier, someone from out of town. It says his mortgage is a grand a month. So this gentleman who I I know lives in the state of Alabama, Alabama, his mortgage, he says, is $1,000 a month, four bedrooms, two and a half baths on a cul-de-sac. They have cul-de-sacs down there in Alabama? Do they even know how to spell cul-de-sac down? No, just kidding. Dip, 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 dip. He says he also rented it a year before he bought it for $1,500 a month. Well, you know, everything is relative. In areas where people can read, you're going to spend a lot more money. No, just kidding. I, I know. It's just the easy thing to do. It's just get down on the states down there, down by the bayou, and just make fun of them all the time. Um, the same, by the way, this gentleman, like I said, is in Alabama. You go to Texas, and, and again, I just know this from, from experience when I was down there. 
um, in the Dallas area. I mean, a, a three hundred and fifty thousand dollar house is is like four or five thousand square feet. And you know, it, I'm not saying it's uh, you know J.R. Ewing lives there, but it's it's a beautiful home. Big tall ceilings, big yard. I I know there's a drawback. You got to melt a ten months out of the year. And then you got to force yourself to like the Dallas Cowboys. But for three hundred fifty thousand dollars to live in a forty five hundred square foot house, I'll do that, as long as it's got air conditioning. <clears throat> Let's go to the phones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn, how you doing? Good. What's going on, man? You're, well, you're right about what uh, AJ's doing and all that good stuff going on downtown. That because that was falling apart. Yes, RJ. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. It was falling apart. That, yeah. that one building but especially. Getting back to the whole thing, I've, I've owned my house for oh, 35 years okay. or more. I paid it off three times. Wait, how, how did you pay it off three times? Did you refinance it and then paid well, it off? I took I took loans out to work on it. Okay, good. Yeah, I understand. But I paid cash for it. Right. It was a piece of junk. Yeah. What, wait, 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 wait. Do not go running out the back door screaming. No, no, no let me ask the question. What, what part? Is it right in Watertown? No, it's in Adam Center. Okay, Adam Center. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. But I have a 3,660-square-foot house. Okay. Nice size. It's huge. Yeah. It's a barn. Yeah, okay. And it's one of the original houses of Adam Center. Okay. But my wife passed away back in November. Right. My daughter wants me to move down to... South Carolina, I go, I am not going to try to figure out how to pay for something that I already own right. and I've owned for a long time. And besides that, I built this house. Right. I took this house and I, I, I had to clean it all out because the woman that I bought it off of was a cat hoarder. 35 years ago, it took you that long to clean the house off from cat stuff and stuff? Well, no, I've been living here for about 30 years. Right. I mean, yeah, it's not a cat house anymore. Build it out. Right. But it's it's an old uh, royalist house. Okay. I wouldn't even want to try to begin. I have people calling me up all the time wanting to buy it. Really? What do you think you could sell it yeah. for? Well. Give me a number. Probably a quarter million. All right, two fifty. What, what year? Thirty-five years ago, you bought it, like late eighties. Yeah. Yep. How, yep. How, how, what? No, let me take 80s. it. Let me. Let me. Early eight. Early eighties. So it's longer than that. Let me take a guess. What you bought it for? Adam Center, thirty-five hundred square feet. Right? Am I right? Does it have a garage? Yep. How big is the lot? Yep. How big is the lot? Uh, half an acre. Half an acre. Adams early '80s before Fort Drum, before '85 announcement. Matt Doheny, right after Fort Drum, because everything changed. Okay, all right. So it was after Fort Drum. Is that correct? It was. It was Camp Drum, and then it went to Fort Drum. Right, but when did you buy it? Which it's a big difference here. Eighty. Well, I joined the fire department in '86, so '87. All right, right at the cusp. Okay, I'm going to say. That's right at the cusp when things were pretty much the same as they were, and then after that, things changed, particularly in Watertown. You're in Adams Center. They doubled. Uh, well, yeah, but let me just say, you bought that house at the time when you just stated, thirty-five. you bought that for no more than $33,000. No, I got it for twenty-three. <laughs> the reason I got it for $23,000 is that the South Jeff School District yeah. wanted to buy it. Right. Because I back up to their bus garage. Okay. On my property. Right. 
they wanted to tear the house down hmm. and put a road through. And you saved it. And when I came up and talked to the lady like a that kink song. It, she goes, what are you going to do with it? I go, I'm going to rebuild it, and I'm going to move my family into it. Hmm. She sold it to me for $23,000 cash. And how much did you uh, put into it in the next, say, 10 years? Uh, almost forty-five, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. And you could sell it now for a quarter of a million. You see how that works? You, 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 yep. you know, at the end of the day, if you were to sell it today, and you're not, and, and I appreciate that because then you would have to start it all over again, a new mortgage at your age, you know, down there, who knows yeah, what no, $250,000. I'm 65 years old. I don't want to start over again. No, I get it. I'm, the, I'm younger than you, and I don't want to start over again either. But, okay, but that said, if you were to sell it, you could honestly t- say, and there was other expenses, that you could, you could have lived there for nothing for nearly 40 years. That's a great feeling, yeah, is it I not? I pretty much have. Yeah, you have. I have no mortgage. And yet I haven't that, had a mortgage in 20 years. This is what's happening with the new Z gen, Generation Z and a lot of X and Y uh, generation kids. They don't have that option these days. And yep. it's, it's, you know, it's really going to hamper. It's, it sucks now. Rent is up, not just in Watertown. It's everywhere. You can't get an apartment in, my, in America for under $700. professional chefs. They make over a buck. A year, a hundred thousand dollars a year, between the two of them, hmm. that's two hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. They can't afford to buy a house. Well, that there's some question there. This they they got wh- wh- where do they live? You're telling me they have a household South Carolina. in Carolina. Oh, South Carolina. You're telling me that in in South Carolina, the the what do they call it? The Palmetto State. They're yep. both collectively they make two hundred grand, and they can't buy they can't buy a nice house. Is that what you just said? Yeah, because well, they're Hilton Head. All right. Well, you can't live in Hilton. You can't live in Manhattan unless nope. you're making five hundred grand. Period. That's the way exactly. it is. So, yeah, well, I mean, you you know, everything is relative. I mean, you know, it reminds me. One time, I told my mother, I said, "Yeah, we got it's eighteen below here, and we just got two feet of snow last week." And she stopped me in my tracks. She says, "You chose to live there, Glenn." And I, I will never exactly. forget that. And I was like, "Huh? Oh, thank you, mom." And I hung up. No, I was kidding. Ah, uh, but it's like, but hey, you, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave my house because I built my house. No, but I'm talking about your kids living in Hilton Head. Yeah. Two hundred thousand well, dollars should, should you should live pretty well in America, but you can't live in Hilton Head. Well, their uh, rent on their condo is like well, yeah, no, no, they can't live there. I, I'm going to sound like uh, remember the woman, not Dr. Laura. There was someone that was on this show. She was always talking about expenses. Maybe it was Bruce something. I can't remember. But he was told he told it like it was. Listen, I gotta go. I'm gonna take one more call, but yep. great stuff as always, my friend. The ordinance guy. Thank Have a good you. one. You too. Oh, uh, sorry, ordinance guy. Whoever that was, call back. Seven five five twelve forty. Yeah, I mean, you know, you hear that a lot. My my I make I make more money now than I ever made in my life. And I still can't go and I feel for these people. I look, I didn't have kids. We bought our house at the perfect time. It was a fixer-upper. We bought it for fifty-two grand, and that was back in two thousand two. It's right next, right near the park. It's beautiful. It, it didn't move. It didn't. I mean, everyone said, "Boy, did you feel the shaking when they when we had that windstorm a couple?" It did, I didn't feel a thing. The house, the way they built houses over one hundred twenty-five years ago, it's just amazing. It really is. We've lost our way in so many, so many ways. You know, you go down to a house down in Florida, and they're made at. They're so thin. It's incredible how thin they are. One last call, and then we're done. You're on the air. 
Yeah, Glenn, I wanted to just tell you this right fast. Yeah. You know, there's properties in Watertown that people bought for 35000 Right. They put $150,000 in repairs, right? Yeah. But when you look on the records, which are public, yeah. you know, to open to the public, it shows they didn't do nothing for, for it in 140 years. Mm. Right. Well, yeah. All new, I'll give you an example. It's Pearl Street School. You ever seen that building? Yeah, I have. It's beautiful. Yeah, all it new windows, all new everything, all new roof. Yeah. Nice lot. Yeah. No, no repairs. Yeah. They didn't make any improvement in 125 years. That doesn't years. surprise me. Louie, that's a great stuff. I appreciate it as always. Call me up tomorrow a little earlier so we can talk more All about right, that. Okay? I will. That's, okay. that's Louie. Good stuff. All right. Well, we're done for the day. Uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. And this is the Live at Five show on AM 1240 WE10 Watertown. And we do it every day, Monday through Friday. Up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Monica Ricks. Retrial rejected in South Carolina where convicted killer Alec Murdoch's attorneys wanted a do-over over potential juror tampering. Retired Justice Gene Toll. I simply do not believe that the authority of our South Carolina Supreme Court requires a new trial in a very lengthy trial.